Don't tell me the moon is shining. Show me the glint of light on the broken glass. Anton Chekhov. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I am Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we get to talk about the second half of our self-editing series on proofing and continuity. Basically, how to edit the rest of your book. Yes, and if you missed editing chapter one, that was the last episode we released, so go ahead and check out our archives and listen to that. So, as an editor, I love it when people self-edit their stuff. I don't want to get the rough draft, basically, of someone's book. Because there's usually a ton of stuff that needs to get fixed. So what we're going to be talking about today is how you should be going about self-editing. What kind of things you should be identifying and look for in your own writing. And if you can't afford an editor or if you aren't traditionally publishing, but you still want to get your book out, this is an incredibly difficult skill to master, but a very necessary skill to make sure your book is the best it can be. Yes, self-editing is super super necessary. And I find as an author, this is when I end up growing the most. I learn to recognize my own crutch words. I learn to recognize the errors that I've made before anyone else has to see them. You start to see the weaknesses. Also, after you finish writing your book, give yourself at least a couple of days of break before you go back and you edit. I generally advise like two weeks. Yeah, because you have to have that time away from your book to let go. That's one of the biggest things that a lot of people run into is they can't let go of the things they really want to keep there. Because there are some scenes that you're like, oh, I absolutely love this, but it's just not necessary for your story. So if you as an author find yourself editing the same passage over and over and over and over again, the solution is to stop editing it. To step away, get yourself some sushi. You've done a fantastic thing in just completing your book. Maybe start another book. Maybe read a book. Then come back to it with fresh eyes and the answer to what you're dwelling on will be super obvious. And that will also give you the chance to step back and see those things that you do wrong. Let's get right into the things that are most common for authors to miss when they're trying to self-edit. The very first thing are those crutch words. Yes. You have to recognize what words you use too often. Feel very... It. Guilty. Lee. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> suddenly. Oh, I hate suddenly. There are so many better words to start a sentence with. And suddenly reading the word slows down the action because the reader, you're not getting immediately to the action. You have to read this other word first and it slows down the suddenness of the moment. Yes. Also, and. And is a huge crutch word. This is not a word that starts a sentence. And should be taken out, and those sentences should be split into two. Yes. If you see the word and in your writing, Lee, (laughs) then there's a good indicator that you have more than one thought in that sentence. The easiest way to lose a reader is to have really long sentences. And maybe this is just my bias as an action author. But the shorter sentences you have, the faster the story moves. So breaking up those sentences can be a huge help in making sure your stories continue to move. And again, that is coming from our action author, Yes, where short sentences are the bread and butter of action. Mm -hmm. I am a fantasy author. Longer sentences are more common. 
But if I'm writing a fight scene, you can bet I'm shortening those sentences, making it quick because long sentences slow down the pace. I remove every single and from those things. So these are the things like as you're reading your book, try to view it from a reader's perspective instead of an author's perspective, and you'll be able to catch up on the words you use most often. If you need an idea, Google crutch words. You'll see a whole bunch of things that are really common for people to use. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you need to be looking out for is repetition. This kind of goes with the crutch words, words you use too much, but I tend to use descriptive words entirely too much in my own writing. And it's the same descriptive word over and over. I'll use it like three times in three paragraphs. And I had an editor look at that and they're like, yeah, you've already used this word. You've you've already used this word too. And, and this one again. And one of the things is this is a tool you need to understand and use accordingly. So if you use banana in a certain way in the book, you've established with your reader, this is how to think when there's a banana on the scene. And so if you end up using a banana another way, they're going to draw connections, even if you don't want to. So maybe make it an apple next time. Watch for that repetition. Yes. Not only with words, but with information. You don't have to tell your readers the same thing over and over and over and over again. Twice is probably enough and they'll pick up on it. If it's an important detail, then we'll go to the rule of three, where you make sure you include it three times throughout the whole book. That's when you're making it a theme of the book, not just this is information you need to know. Yeah. The best way, at least in my experience, to convey information is to do it at the time they need the information. And if necessary, just before that scene. So it's fresh on their minds. They don't have to commit everything they've read to memory. They can just enjoy the story. If it's not information that they need right there and you've already said it or you know you're going to say it again, take it out. It's unnecessary repetition. One of my biggest campaigns in writing is I am pro-adverb. The rest of the world doesn't seem to be. I see the look on your face. So to clarify, an adverb is a word you put in front of a verb to change it. So she ran quickly. In that case, quickly was superfluous because ran already kind of implied speed. And in that case, if you want to represent that she's running quickly, she sprinted. Yes. There's often a better word for what you're actually looking for. So when you're writing your story, yes, throw in as many adverbs as you want. But that's something to be aware of when self-editing your story. More often than not, when I see them used incorrectly, it's because you're telling the reader how to feel about something. You should feel sad at this moment instead of showing them how they should feel. So basically, to sum up, you have to look for those times where you're telling and see if there's a way that you can show instead. And we will have a blog post coming up pretty soon about show, don't tell, because there are times that you should tell and there are times that you should show. Knowing the difference is the key to storytelling. Yes. Let's move on again to the next major thing. This is a huge thing that you have to be looking for as you're editing your work. And that's continuity. Continuity, if you're a pantser, is really difficult because you find yourself changing things along the way. The story is still fluid the first time around, but you don't want it to feel fluid to your readers. Yeah. You have to remember all of those endpoints where you decided this is for sure what it's going to be, and then make sure you're filling in those gaps as you're doing your self-edit. Again, I'm going to point out your book here that I'm editing. I've run into a lot of continuity issues. 
in part because you kept editing it to death. Yes. And so be really careful when you're self-editing that you aren't making the continuity worse in the end. And if you're coming up with new ideas, this is not the time to do it. Set those ideas aside. Use them in a different story. Yes. Because you'll just dig a deeper hole for yourself at that point. Yeah. And so that's something that, you know, you should work to catch before your editor has to catch them. We will be looking for it. We will be watching for it. But that is something you can be looking for. So you have to consider the whole purpose of that scene and the fallout of what it might mean. But again, if it doesn't move the story forward, just chop it out. Um, Stephen King said, when your story is ready for rewrite, cut it to the bone. Get rid of every ounce of excess fat. This is going to hurt. Revising a story down to the bare essentials is always a little like murdering children, but it must be done. Which is extra funny coming from Stephen King. <laughs> so a bit of advice as far as how to approach editing is to change the way you're looking at the book. That can include changing where you're editing it compared to where you wrote it. Changing the amount of noise for me actually helps. I will edit with music on, but I need to be like in a coffee shop with chatter and all of that to write. So that puts me in editing mode. Another way that I've found is helpful for me is to print it out. So when you print it out and you start editing it by hand, it puts it visually on a different scale and helps you feel like an editor and less like a writer. Yes. Because you do need to approach it like an editor. Another way to make you see it, like actually see it differently, is to just change the font. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're writing in a sans serif, switch it to a serif. Make it visually different. Please don't change it to Comic Sans. I will hunt you down and <laughs> destroy your manuscript. <laughs> Just find what works for you, make it different, view it differently, and then edit it. So just to kind of wrap everything up, when you're self-editing, be watching for your word count. Make sure that it still fits within your genre's standard. You don't want to go too short. You don't want to cut out too much. And you don't want to add too much and make it go too long. And I would say, at least for me, this is the first time I actually even pay attention to word count. But when I'm first telling this story, I don't keep track of words. I just sort of tell the story. And then during this phase, I go back and go, okay, the rhythm of the story structure is a little weird here. Let's change it. Or I am 20,000 words over genre. I need to cut it down. What do I need to cut? This is the moment when I'm starting to address word count issues. Yeah. So as you're doing this, remember, you don't have to self-edit just one time. You can do it a couple of times. Just be careful that you're maintaining the continuity of your whole story. Coming up in our next episode, I will be talking about when you send that off to someone else to get edited. I highly recommend it, and I'll talk more about why next time. But until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 